Today we have a very exciting topic. It's an abstract topic which comes from the origin of the word time or origin of time. The Greeks had a very interesting way to represent time. They had two words, chronos and kairos. Chronos, as you can relate to, is also the etymological root of chronology, which means in order, where time is seen moment after moment after moment. Once it passes, it cannot return. It's a linear time. In Kairos, on the other hand, it's cyclical time, where time comes back and keeps coming back endlessly in cycles. It could be seasons, it could be life, it could be anything. To give an example of Kairos, because we are so much in touch with it and yet have forgotten, we can look at the rituals the farmers follow. They are in close connection with the seasons, the cycle in which the seasons work, the cropping happens, and the interaction of farmer and nature is acknowledged in this time. From there, we were looking at the duality of the words that exist in language. And there is a part of word which captures the physical content. And then there is another side which captures the essence. We will look at these aspects through a conversation and then let's see how this conversation goes. Welcome to 13. 13 is a podcast about being and creating. In this podcast, we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday. Here, we interact, read, and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your hosts for today are Prasanna and myself, Shantesh. Let's get started. Shantesh, when we look at these two aspects, whether it is the sequential uh, process of time or the circular flow of time, if we look on our day-to-day basis, if I want to look at time as a resource, then for me, it is something that once it is gone, it cannot come back. And unlike money maybe, which today I may have, tomorrow I may not have, and then maybe again I will be in a position to have that money. So it's a a thing which comes and goes and it is in my control or at least to a certain extent it will be in my control whereas time is absolutely beyond my control so once it is gone it is gone but when we look at these two aspects which you just mentioned uh, it looks like in the cyclical format of time there is always a possibility of time coming back to us so i'm just looking from that aspect when we relate time as a resource then how do we see the existence of time in a cyclical order or it's contextual. Actually, for this, I want to narrate a story of Alexander the Great, so-called the Great. When Alexander was traveling and conquering the world with that intention that he wants to bring the entire world under his reign, he had crossed Iran and Afghanistan border and somewhere in present-day Pakistan, India, he was there in the mountains and he came across this ascetic. This nude ascetic who was wearing nothing, he was sitting under a tree and gazing into nothingness. And Alexander asked him, what are you doing? And the ascetic said, nothing. And the ascetic asked him the same question, what are you doing? 
Alexander said, I'm conquering the world, bringing everybody together under my reign and in service of human beings and this and that. And he talked about his so-called greatness. Both of them thought that how absurd they are and they parted their ways. For Alexander, time existed in a linear manner. This is one life and it in this life, whatever he achieves, he achieves. And the moments that pass, they can pass either with appreciation or with regret. So he chose the prior and he kept acting towards it because this is one life. In the case of ascetic, however, he thought that life is a cycle and it does not matter how much I do or what I achieve. At the end of the day, I'm born, I die, I reincarnate, I'm born, I die. And he came from a culture which believed in reincarnation. So there are endless lives. And in these both parts, we can see the relationship changes. In the case of Alexander, now whether we have only time as a linear thing or cyclical, if we understand the cyclical time from the paradigm of a physical time of achievement and things like that, then it makes no sense then we will be caught up. To see the cyclical time, we have to get out of the paradigm of the physical realm. In the domain of physical realm, you have to strive towards something. There are certain goals which are set. So in the cyclical realm, I don't see that happening. In the cyclical realm, there is a complete different relationship that happens with the outside world and the inside world. Now, what I was quoting to earlier with the relationship of farmer with nature. Now those rituals in our urban context have only become festivals that we celebrate without understanding the solid background that it has. Whereas the farmers today, perhaps uh, when they celebrate uh, those festivals, there is a certain association with harvesting or cropping or certain cycles which really bring them together and they sensitively started observing nature very closely, the changes that happen. And that cycle perhaps becomes really important. In Japan, like we have four seasons, those four seasons are further split up and split up into so many minute seasons that they observe subtle changes happening every five days. There are about 72 seasons, I believe. These sub-seasons really create that intricate, understanding and relationship with nature. Particularly, I'm seeing farmer because they produce food and we have a direct relation therefore. But we start looking at it in different occupations as well. We will see the relevance of cyclical time that can happen. But cyclical time cannot be understood from the paradigm of physical domain that we exist in. Cyclical time needs to be understood from a completely different paradigm, I believe. Absolutely. So uh, that, that's a fantastic way of looking at it. And as you rightly said, if we are looking from a certain domain, like if it is in a physical world, then uh, the entire framework in which we think about time, distance and space is different from what it is in maybe the possibilities of what we talk in quantum world or even in the case of metaphysical world and in certain aspects uh, that discussion which we have on multiverses i think all those things come into picture now if i am looking from a distance and space and the context in which time is measured on earth our measurement is in the context of sun 
so we measure it in day and night even if we the adjustments which we do with daylight saving and all all come from that day and night kind of thing uh, so the moment we move from earth to some other planet then our measurement changes then our context of time and the referencing of time and maybe even the impact of time i am not saying impact in terms of aging maybe wearing and tearing of the body may still happen we don't know that but at least measurement of time will definitely change and uh, it will have a different impact on our psyche because after 6 months it will be like a day and a 6 months night kind of a thing absolutely and that is where i am coming from because when i am looking at kairos the cyclical time uh we have evolved and adjusted ourselves into this realm so tomorrow if we go to mars our relationship with time completely will alter but it's not just about living day and night and day and night but how you then kind of connect and associate your body cycle with the new context is something which is very uh, important and intricately to be looked at and we completely forget that we when we look time in a linear manner so that is where i'm coming from now when you brought up space uh, and time and uh, and and in that sense i was also looking at the dual worlds that exist and do does time it started with does time exist like kairos and chronos in any indian languages or we have understood because when i said farmer i believe different cultures would have these two words all the time existing and we may have never acknowledged so then with time i also looked at space uh, and and uh, energy uh, to just complete einstein's equation space referring to the empty space also because light can travel through it and uh, uh, time of course and energy is e equals to mc squared so when you look at chronos and kairos in sanskrit the two words are samaya and kala so kala refers to cyclical time and samaya lef- refers to linear time similarly with akasha and antar akasha is occupied space whereas antar is empty space and we look at kriya and karma they are resultant action and residual action both actually mean action but kriya and karma there is a subtle difference between a resultant action and action that comes out of uh uh some actions that we take consciously and it's a result of that and residual is something which is sticking to us it's perpetual it is essentially an endless cycle again between cause and effect if kriya is cause uh, uh, karma prab- probably is effect and so if we look at the left side which is akasha occupied space samaya chronos and kriya resultant action they are sort of physical in the physical paradigm they really work well the metaphysical or the non physical realm we have to really then start and acknowledge antara which is empty space kala which is kairos and karma which is residual action and i'm just trying to one like it it amuses me to see these duality and maybe beyond these three words three sets of words this duality exists throughout our language in different aspects where we consciously don't see it and only through language if we decipher perhaps we can acknowledge the meta aspect of life and why do we have to acknowledge this meta aspect of life i'm still puzzled but one thing which comes to my mind is that it 
enriches the life experience in itself absolutely so when we look at any of these aspects for that matter uh, it is very difficult to experience and acknowledge them simply because we are born in that box and to experience what is out of box is not a e- easy thing because the conditioning the formatting and the surrounding which is there uh, with us is something which with which with we are born with and so it is very difficult to understand that there can be different possibilities of not just looking at it looking at it but actually experiencing it like for example one such aspect weight or gravity for example so unless and until the astronauts and the people who have gone in the space they had left earth they could not experience what gravity is newton has done what he has done as a research so the formula for gravity was there the uh, details about the theoretical aspects of gravity were there but what exactly is gravity one can only feel and by the way even we today living on earth we may talk about gravity we may use that g equation in many of our formulas but unless and until we go outside of earth outside of earth into space we will not really acknowledge what gravity is we will really not acknowledge what weightlessness is because whatever weight i have today on earth is because of i being on earth the moment mm. i move to some other planet i will have a different weight altogether or in space i might be completely weightless so my point is the discussion on this metaphysical aspects of time either chronological or cyclical uh, is difficult to expre- explain or rather experience because we are living it jointly together not in a so distinct I, way i think we live the other aspect as well where we don't really see it or experience it and only through acknowledgement we can see for example you said uh, with we are born in this paradigm of physical space but you if we observe we exist both as a physical matter as a human body as well as through conversations uh, and to explain a bit about the latter how do we exist through conversations i exist in a different way to my mother in a different way to my father in a different way to my sister in a different way to my wife in a different way to my friends the friends from my school are different the friends who understand me from my profession are different and so on and so forth so i am one person as a physical body in the physical paradigm this is me somebody can point out and say this is shantesh in the non physical paradigm if somebody has to then describe me and each person's description about me will be different and so i exist in their conversation not as a physical body and we don't necessarily realize that we can exist in this dual state in the state of like light exists as both particle and wave we too exist perhaps as both particle and wave or physical body and conversations so we don't really understand that now you also talked about experience of weight now in the physical weight we suddenly say that but suddenly we also use in the conversation of oh the weight was lifted as if there was any weight associated with a certain emotion or an experience or that tension or pressure that we were going through under certain circumstances so how does this exist so we we use it in our day to day language as well this dual side but we never acknowledge the non physical because we are suddenly stuck with this physical world and we believe that this physical world is the real world whereas we need to then hold ourselves and look at it if it is real or if it is myth 
and how do we then engage with it i completely get that so i think uh, uh, this opens up a lot of questions in fact and i think uh, when we look at a conversational world also as you said that people exist in different uh, people's conversations if you see they are actually coming from the creation of the other person so who shantesh is for me is my creation and same way the people who relate to you in different ways are their creation so uh, that's completely maybe sometimes beyond our control like how i exist for someone is absolutely in their creation and then the funny part of it or the magic of that is that the person starts landing to the person in the same way the way we relate to mm so i think it's both of our creation how you exist to me is my creation at the same time it's your creation as well now how can i say that is what your actions are towards me how you speak to me could be different from how you speak to your parents or how you speak to some other friend from your school you may go suddenly and you may start uh, uh, sort of addressing them in a very different manner with their pet names that does not happen with me we are and it's not that you are formal with me again so there is that kriya from your end but the karma the baggage that i carry from that i start associating you because i have my past experiences i have my own sort of apprehensions biases about certain types of people and this and that and that also creates a conversation so i think it's as much a creation of you as much it is about me about your conversation or about what prasanna is absolutely no i think that was a very nice way of uh, connecting uh, the concept of kriya and um, uh, karma also and i i completely get that and i think kriya if you look at that word kriya other related words like prakriya also mm. comes from the origin of uh, that word kriya yes and i think it's quite interesting to start looking at these dual aspects the point of this conversation is not to throw light on these sets of words but through these sets of words for me as well as for our audience perhaps to start investigating in which other aspects that this physical realm exists as well as the non physical counter world exists to this and in that perhaps our experience of life may alter and and i'm just hoping that many other words come up and our audience also gets in touch with us and start sharing those points before we complete our today's podcast any final thoughts you have prasanna my only thought is that as you rightly said we should be open for these concepts it is not about the correctness of it rightness of it wrongness of it practical use of it or not use of it so all those aspects may open up later but shutting our doors that no this is the world in which i live and that is the reality can be a dangerous thing so i think being open is the key keeping the inquiry on as we always say in 13 at that note we will complete our today's podcast thank you thank you for listening for more such podcasts and daily writings subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com We request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics. Your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter 
we've put the links in the description. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode. Until then, take care.